So I'll say that customer experience is a new battleground. It's all about your customer. And you need you need to have the necessary ambitions to fight on this battleground. Otherwise, your 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 business will die. Your customer is the lifeline to your business. So if you don't prepare yourself to take over, another business will take over. CX is the way to go. So businesses should set up and look at how they can focus on CX to make their customers happy. A happy customer impacts on a happy makes makes a happy employee and a happy employee also makes a happy customer. At the end of the day, the institution generates value and the customer also creates value. Welcome friends to the Entrepreneur Speaks. I'm your host Kofi Anumedu. Each week I host an amazing entrepreneur on their journey, successes and challenges. It is my hope that we'll learn from their experiences as we all work towards living a life of passion and purpose. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Speaks Podcast, the show that helps businesses and entrepreneurs stay ahead of the curve by providing insights, tips, and strategies for business growth. In today's episode, we'll be delving into the world of customer experience. Exploring what it means to create a positive and memorable experience for your customers and why it's more important than ever in today's competitive marketplace. Our guest today is Adwa Asari Asamwa, lead consultant of CX Hatchery and Associates Limited. She's a customer experience management practitioner with 19 years work experience in the financial industry. She'll be sharing insights and strategies for creating a customer-centric culture, enhancing customer engagement, and delivering exceptional customer service. Whether you're a small business owner or an employee at a large organization, this episode is packed with actionable advice and real examples that you can apply to your own business. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn how to take your customer experience to the next level. Welcome to my show, Adra. Thank you, Kofi. Happy to be here. Sure, 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 sure. It's always good to sit down with people like you. Can you tell us a bit about your background and how you got started in the field of customer experience? Okay. Um, thank you very much. And um, as, as you rightly introduced me, I have... 19 years in um, 19 years experience in the financial industry. I happened to go into banking and specifically customer customer service by chance, and um, I I spent um, two years in Prudential Bank and approximately 17 years in in Calbank. During my time as um, head of client services in Calbank, I realized that I was doing more of firefighting than um, strategic service delivery because um, it dawned on me that a lot of the service-related issues were repetitive. So I knew there was a gap somewhere, but I couldn't tell or I couldn't pinpoint exactly what was missing. It so happened that I had the opportunity to attend a customer experience sandwich program in the University of Pretoria in South Africa, 
And that was where I had my aha moment. That was when I realized that I had found what the missing link was. So I came back home and implemented the, the knowledge that I, I gained from, from the sandwich program. And indeed, it really brought gains into my, my career and my outputs as, as a service practitioner. So in short, that is how I got myself into customer experience. Okay, that's a very wonderful um, um, experience, yes. So now let's talk about it. We, we hear this word over and over, customer experience, CX. Um, um, how do you define customer experience and why is it important for businesses to focus on it? Simply put, I'll say um, CX is the perception of a customer of a brand on the sum of all experiences the customer has across all touch points. Or CX is the perception a customer has of a company on the sum of all the experiences the customer has across the touch point within that journey. So as the customer is consuming a product within an institution or of an institution, the experiences that the customer has shapes the customer's perception of what the brand is or who the brand is. Managing customers' perception of a brand is fundamental to achieving positive CX. And this is where the complexities of CX reside. It is important that you know your customer or you know your customers to enable you preempt their needs, to curate the element within the customer's journeys that will create a positive Perception. Perception is everything when it comes to CX. Because if the perception does not become the customer's reality, if there's incongruence between what the customer thinks a brand is and what the brand is actually providing or what the, the reality of the brand, it affects the customer's, percep- the, the, the customer's perception. And then the experience becomes negative. So it's very important that institutions put strategies in place to manage these perceptions so that it can create value for both the customer and the institution. Wow, wow. Um, that's very deep. That's very deep. And we'll try to unpack it as, as we move on. Um, from your submission, it looks like then there's a really a lot of work that needs to be done, both from the organization side and also from the customer or individual side. Um, what are some common challenges that companies face when trying to improve their customer experience? And how do you recommend they overcome some of these challenges? Right. So um, some of the challenges that organizations face are the inability to realize return on investment on CX interventions, also viewing customer experience management as a siloed entity. If I say siloed entity, I mean as any other department in the organization. Again, another challenge is um, viewing CX as fluffy and intangible and something that is just okay to have because it's become a buzzword. And then lastly, one key point is CX being limited to just an operational function. Now, to address these, CX has to be driven from the top. CX has to be seen as a strategic discipline. And it should be one of the key elements of discussions in the boardroom. 
as much as practicable, the person driving CX must report directly to the CEO or the MD. That is the only time or that's the only way you'll be able to realize the link between the value that you want CX to create and if indeed it's being created. When there are levels between the CX driver and the CEO, the issues become adulterated. And truly speaking, who better to speak to the CX issues than the CX driver? We have um, instances where there are two levels in the corporate world. You find two levels between the CX driver and senior senior management, that is the MD. In most corporate organizations, the CX person reports to the head of operations. CX is not just an operational function. So in addressing these challenges, CX must be seen as a strategic discipline and must have a direct line to the head. That is the CEO. Again, CX should be seen as an entity that cuts across all functional areas and not just a siloed department, one department that is managing just customer issues because everybody within the organization has a function to play when it comes to creating value for the customer. CX should be seen as synerg- bringing synergy to the, organization, to, to the organization to create value in that no matter where you find yourself, you are one way or the other adding value for the customer. Wherever you find yourself, whatever you do, it is for the benefit of the customer. A CX leading organization ensures that all departments have the customer as the focus in every endeavor. So to speak, there has to be a customer-centric culture where everybody within the organization is working towards achieving that value creation for the customer. Again, CX interventions must be measurable and should create value. Organizations must therefore determine their maturities as as CX, where they have gotten to or whether they have even thought of CX as a discipline at all. That is where you can they can align their CX projects to effectively create value. If corporate institutions do not assess their maturities as CX leaders or do not understand where they sit in relation to customer experience, they, they are likely to fall into a situation where they will have interventions that are too ambitious that would not be easily adaptable or staff will not easily adopt. So then it creates challenges with getting the interventions to create value. So it's very important that institutions understand where they are in terms of driving CX. And whatever interventions they put in place must be measurable. That's the only way they can attain their return on investment. And if you're unable to measure your return on investment, then anything goes. And that is not what CX should be in institutions. Mm, Thank you. Thank you so much for that submission. So it should be embedded in their culture, but then it should be measurable by all and also driven by all. 
Thank you. Thank you. Um, now let's talk about what you currently do and the services you offer. Um, you are the lead consultant of CX Hatchery and Associates Limited. Tell us about your company and the services you offer. Thank you for the opportunity to, to advertise on your, on your program. <laughs> <laughs> Please go ahead and do that. <laughs> Thank you. So basically, we are a business transformation firm, and we focus on using um, customer experience management practices and business process reengineering to create value. Our area of expertise includes supporting our clients to identify the missing link between technology, people, and process. Technology, people, and process are very important in the customer experience ecosystem. And until it is properly aligned, it, must, it does not create the necessary value that is intended for. We also support our clients to align processes with customer journeys to deliver value. We believe that if your, your, pro, if your internal processes are challenged, it negatively impacts on your customer journeys and you are unable to create value. So we support our clients in that area. We also support our clients in increasing employee engagement to deliver on their brand promises. Um, sometimes in certain, in some institutions, you realize CX is only thought of as something in relation to the customer, but it has everything to do with employees as well, because it's the output of employees that impact on the customer's experiences. So it's very important that customers know what they, sorry, employees understand what the brand promises are and are able to deliver on it. We also help our customers to enhance their customers' experiences through curated service acts. Service, service delivery should not be ad hoc. It should be intentional. That is the only way you can create the value that you, you are looking to create. In. Some of our solutions include um, formulating and implementing customer-centric strategies, business re-engineering, customer journey management, user experience and interface design, customer persona research and design, customer insights research, culture change programs, and then we do capacity building as well in the area of customer experience, customer service training, and specialized workshops. Again, we also mentor customer experience um, managers who are having challenges in driving driving the CX discipline in their in their institutions. So we can be contacted on info at cxhatchery.com or on www.cxhatchery.com or on the number 0244-771791. And I bet you you won't be disappointed. So anybody out there listening to us who has a challenge with CX, just contact us and we will sort you out. Thank oh you. yes, <laughs> you'll be sorted out. <laughs> and from the name, it's what CX Hatchery. So, so, so they will take good care of you, and yes. you come out refined. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, 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 so from the, your earlier submissions, you've defined what customer experience really is, how important it is. Um. You have looked at the common challenges companies are facing when it comes to improving their experience. You've now talked about your company, CX Hatchery and Associates Limited, and the services you offer. Um, 
as a consultant and your you you interact a lot, you assist companies. Um, can you share your thoughts on how we can really demystify CX and make it more accessible to companies? Great, great. Um, but before before I I talk about demystifying um CX and making it accessible mm-hmm. to companies, mm-hmm. um, I I want to add why it's important that organizations look at CX or okay. drive CX. I think, okay. yes, I think I, I may, I, I may not have done much justice in the earlier, in the earlier definition. It's important sure. that organizations focus on CX because without your customers, there's no business. Your customers are the reason for your existence. So if you don't, provide contextually relevant customer experiences to your customers, you lose them. CX makes money. CX can reduce operational costs and it boosts motivation. Why am I saying this? If you are able to manage your customers well, you increase your customer lifetime value. You reduce customer chain. A happy customer means that if you have other products that meet the customer's needs, it's going to increase their wallet share. So they're going to have more than one, they're going to enjoy more than one service or more than one product with your organization. And also by understanding your customers' needs, you are able to add tangible value to your experiences. Where CX is not seen as something that is just um, an intangible, where you just have to smile to your customers and be courteous, it goes beyond that. That is where the tangibility of the offering comes in. Let's take an example of um, of a banking of a, of a banking institution. So in a banking hall, the systems are not working, which we always get in our part of the world. You go to the banking hall and either the network is down or something is happening such that you are unable to get your money or you are unable to get a service for which reason you are there. If you're, if the Customer service officers and the tellers are courteous and are smiling to you. Does that give you value? No matter how courteous they are, it still doesn't give you value. The value is being able to meet the need for which reason you are there. So it is important that organizations understand that CX just goes beyond the front end. It includes every aspect of the organization. So the IT team must understand that if the systems are down, it affects our customers. And that is value. You cannot train the front end on CX and leave the back end. Every, every part of the organization must understand how they impact on the customer's value. In reducing costs, it's, if, if, you're, if you're able to eliminate bureaucracies and messy processes. As I earlier on said when I was talking about our offering at CX Hatchery, if your customer journey has a challenge, it's a direct mirror to what is happening internally. If your processes are messy, if you have too many bureaucracies, then obviously it's going to affect your customer's journey. It's going to affect your your, your service delivery to your customers. So if you are if you, if you focus on CX, in your bid to improve CX, you eliminate the messy processes that you have within the organization. It enables you to simplify processes and it enables you to also optimize your processes because you need to do all these things 
to improve the experiences that you're giving to your customers and to also improve their perception. I mentioned that it boosts motivation. Every customer interaction with an institution creates an emotion and the emotions directly impact your employees and employees' performance. So if you have a happy customer, you have a happy employee because every no, no matter who you are, if you always have a customer who keeps on complaining about the same thing, you keep on you, you keep on firefighting, you're unable to address the issues, it affects employee morale. So if your customers are happy, it boosts motivation amongst your employees. Your employees are happy and they create value. You lower staff turnover, lower levels of absenteeism. You'll be surprised how customer challenges can affect your frontline staff, such that even waking up to come to work is even a challenge because these issues cannot just be solved. And I don't see why I should be the punching, the punching bag for the organization. Mm. So calling in sick then becomes the order of the day. So these are reasons why organizations should focus on CX because indeed it makes money, it reduces cost, and then it boosts motivation as well. Now in demystifying CX, I'll say that there are a plethora of resources on CX and it's important that institutions ensure the sources of these resources are authentic. There's so much information on CX online. Which ones are the right ones? and will create value for your institution and which ones are are just um, hearsay, you know, which ones are backed with with research. It's, it's important that information that you are getting is authentic. One way of doing this is by sourcing resources that are certified and accredited by recognized CX accredited bodies and organizations can do their own research research on that. It's also important for certified and accredited resources such as myself to embark on endeavors that create or that bring customer experience to the fore. I am doing this through my storytelling, but I believe that my work is cut out for me and there's more to be done. So it's it's imperative that organizations have a responsibility and CX practitioners also have a responsibility to ensure that whatever we are doing to bring or to make CX, CX, um, what's the word, CX accessible is, is authentic so that organizations can create value and then can also create value for their customers because value creation is a two-way street. If you are looking to improving on your, on your profits or contributing to your bottom line. It's the customers that will get you there. So you have to ensure that you do it right, such that it's a win-win game. Mm, that's, that's very true and it's really deep. Um, in your submission, you talked about um, using storytelling and, and, and that is something unique I, I, I found about you. Um, reading about you, seeing your work, I realized that you use CX storytelling as a tool to disseminate CX knowledge and learning. Um, why this approach? So in my attempt to demystify CX, um, I try to make it more relatable to the ordinary person. And that is why I use storytelling. And these stories I, I tell are real life events that ordinarily may seem ordinary 
I mean, the pun intended. Ordinarily, it may seem ordinary. <laughs> but then if you, yeah. if you look at the CX dimensions, it becomes extraordinary. Storytelling because I'm better able to engage with my audience and they put themselves in the shoes of the protagonist. There are times that I get calls or DMs asking me if the stories are real because there are some of the stories that my readers get so upset. I mean, that goes to prove that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good story. I'm a good storyteller. But then it's, it's, it's relatable. So after they read the stories and they look at the observations, they, they, they then tend to understand or I'm able to bring the CX issues to life for them. I also think that my story um, telling creates a human connection because I have increased my LinkedIn followership by 80% since I started the Ahima, the CX storytelling on, on, on LinkedIn. And still counting because I'm not stopping anytime soon. I have a lot of followership as a result of, of this endeavor. So it means that my, my purpose is being achieved. And then storytelling is more memorable than facts and figures. I can, I can just um, put a definition on my profile of what a CX, um, what the CX discipline is or what an element of CX is, I can give the figures and all that. People may not remember. But once I add a story to it, I link it to a story, it becomes memorable. And really, for every fact and figures, for every fact, for every figure, there's a story behind it. So I remember during my time in corporate, I wasn't so much um, bogged down with the scores when we do customer insight research my interest was more on what the customers were saying rather than what the score is what the score is is good but if you really want to make a change if you really want to make an improvement you need to understand the stories behind the figures because that is what brings to life exactly what the customer went through and why the customer is given a particular score Mm, that's very true and for me i believe in the power of storytelling and that is one of the reasons why i set up this podcast because i set it up mainly because i had interacted with businesses um who had valuable lessons valuable journeys that i thought people can listen and draw lessons and utilize in their daily activities so i really believe in the power of journeys, of stories, and drawing useful lessons for your own use. Um, yeah. You are a storyteller, a CX yeah. storyteller, and we cannot have you on this show without you giving us a story. So, so we would like you at this stage to share one of your CX stories with us and help us identify the lessons so that we can all draw lessons from this story. So... So, so, so I, I, I would say the floor is yours now. Give us one of your CX stories. That's great. Do you want me to summarize or do you want me to read out a story that I have written? So you can read it out and after we'll try and draw the lessons from it. So yeah. Great, great. Okay. So um, there's a story I did on the service delivery dilemma of a ride hailing up driver. And okay. I always start with 
and I am Ahema pronounced, then I give a pronunciation of how my name is spelled, just so to help um, people pronounce the name. So then I'm starting the story. Recently, I've put a pause on driving because I'm aspiring to live the life of the rich and famous, such as being chauffeured in sleek, expensive cars. Unfortunately, I'm neither rich nor famous, so I must stick to the use of ride-hailing app services to get the best deals on being chauffeured. One early morning, whilst running late for a meeting, I selected my less preferred ride from home to town because my preferred ride had no drivers in my vicinity. The ride arrived, and to my surprise, the driver was courteous and neatly dressed, and the car was clean inside out, devoid of any unpleasant odor. Quite, unca- quite uncharacteristic of drivers of this particular ride-hailing app company. During the journey, I overheard him sending a voice note, which I believe is contrary to policy, complaining that a new company policy is likely to affect customer service. My interest was piqued the moment I heard customer service and thus decided to actively eavesdrop. Yes, yes, I know it is rude to do that, but I couldn't tune out. When he was done, I engaged him in a conversation on the issue at hand. He was so excited about my interest to the extent that he missed the train. The driver's challenge. The ride-hailing app company recently introduced a policy to reduce freebies on weights and stop time in favor of drivers. That is the rates per minute to the credit of, of drivers. The reason being, some drivers were abusing the wait time by starting the actual journey after a few kilometers from the journey start point, which registered as the client delayed the trip. And thus, the penalty cost goes to the credit of the drivers. According to him, some of his colleagues were so greedy that there were incidences where the wait time was longer than the actual trip. I believe the company assumed that once wait time was being abused, then stop time was being subjected to similar abuse. The option of stops stroke multiple stops along the journey available to clients to activate during the booking stage is unknown to some passengers. And the drivers do not bring this to the attention of passengers at the start of the trip. So passengers make stop requests in the middle of the journey, which most drivers oblige. However, while some passengers abuse these cases by making too many stops or delaying at a stop at no credit to the driver, other passengers compensate the drivers with a tip. In rare cases where a passenger activates the stop functionality, it is still a cost to the drivers because the new rate per minute introduced by the policy is so insignificant that the drivers prefer trips with no or fewer stops. More importantly, demand for this ride-hailing company is quite high because it is relatively cheaper. So drivers would rather cancel a trip they deem as time-wasting in favor of a straightforward trip. According to the driver, the company's costing mechanism takes into consideration the distance over the duration of the journey. Therefore, drivers prefer journeys with, with less or no stops. I found this strange because my preferred ride-hailing company takes into consideration both distance and duration. I recall experiences where the initial cost at the start of the journey increased 
due to bad traffic. Now, the customer service challenge. According to the driver, customer complaints had increased because some drivers are refusing to make stops that were not part of the trip request. This usually results in arguments between the driver and the passenger. Further, drivers have become sensitive to waiting for clients, leading to the cancellation of trip requests by the drivers when the KETI wait time in favor of clients expires. Additionally, what I found illuminating was the reason for driver cancellation of trip requests in relatively remote areas. In cases where drivers must wait unduly, the charge is insignificant. And in cases where the drivers must cancel, a new trip request in the vicinity is highly unlikely, because the reason for cancelling trip requests in, in relatively remote areas. The driver further lamented that if the company had undertaken a consultative engagement with drivers, the policy would have been better designed to benefit drivers and passengers. And it was truly an aha moment for me. Here is a driver with a natural disposition towards service, yet finds himself in a company that limits his ability to exhibit his personality. I found his assertions and dilemma very interesting. With so many questions running through my mind about the voice of the employee as a tool necessary for policy and process design, in customer experience management. So wow. this is a dilemma of a, of a customer. As much as he wants to deliver great services, policy changes does not allow him to do so. So what I teased out from this is that in policy design, employees are as essential as customers in dictating the process that delivers the desired experience. Because it is the, as I earlier on said, if your processes are messy, it shows in your service delivery. And who better to support or to be part of the process re-engineering than the employee? At the end of the day, they are the ones who engage directly with the processes that delivers the service to the customers for the right experiences. So it's very important that in policy design, employees are part of the re-engineering. Frequent mm. employee engagement at all levels is also key to management decision-making processes. You would find that in corporates, the leaders or the HODs may be the ones who would be engaged during such exercises. But it's very important that it is trickled down because there are some challenges that the employees may have that the HODs may not even be aware. So CX is not just a matter of the customer's experiences. The employee's experiences are also fundamental in managing the customer's experiences and creating the right perception for the brand. This is the end of the story. Mm. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing this. And listeners, you can tell that my guest is indeed a very good storyteller. She carried that along. And we could all have that feeling. We were able to get the valuable lessons from her powerful story. Um, we are just about wrapping up. 
Um, but then I believe, and I'm sure some of our, my listeners are desirous of building careers in, in, in customer um, experience management. Um, in your opinion, what are uh, the most important quality a customer experience professional should possess? Okay, so in my, in my experience as a customer experience practitioner, I realized that practitioners come from, practitioners come from all sorts of backgrounds, from HR, from operations, from marketing, from research. So it's not really about your background. And as you rightly said, it's about the qualities. First and foremost, I'll say resilience. You must be very resilient because there'll be a lot of pushback. And when you are resilient, you are tough and you are able to manage the pushback. You find yourself wading into other departments as a CX professional. As a CX professional, if you are, if you are faced with an issue that requires um, an employee experience intervention, you would seem to be wading into HR and you might experience some pushbacks. You should have the grit. You should have courage and be able to see things through because if you, if you start and you stop as a result of the pushback, it becomes a challenge. You are not seen as authentic. Again, you must be purposeful. You need to know exactly what you want and how to get there. So for me, the three top qualities for a CX practitioner would be resilience, being tough to manage the pushback, having grit, the courage and the resolve to see things through, and being purposeful, knowing exactly what you want and how to get there. It's not an easy ride, but if you have these qualities, you will get there and you'll be known for, for being a CX practitioner who is a professional. Okay, thank you. But I would like you to repeat the qualities again. This time we're taking it slowly. We are okay. placing emphasis on the quality. So let's go for the first one. What's the first quality? Resilience. 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 Yes, resilience. That's the first yes. quality, resilience. And the second? Great. 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 Yes. Great. Yes. And the third? Purposeful. 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 Oh, okay, okay, all right. So, listeners, she's given us the top three qualities that, if you want to thrive in this area, you should possess. You should possess these three qualities. Earlier on, you talked about technology and its importance. Um, so, 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 I would like you to tell us how can businesses leverage technology to create better experience um, for their customers so um, technology technology has come has come to stay and um, there, there isn't much we can do about it we have to we have to leverage technology to create value and in the customer experience space technology has come to make things easy. It has come to um, enable processes for processes to be um, better, better at, at creating value for, for customers, creating seamless processes 
to to create value for for the customers and for the institution. Now, in talking about technology, I would say that businesses should not over automate. We 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 sometimes stand the risk of wanting to automate everything because it's making things easier and it's 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 sort of bridging the gap and closing leakages and you know all that. But when we over automate, we lose the we lose the humanness of delivering service. And over automation can create a barrier between the organization and its customers. And too much human intervention will also lead to messy customer experiences. We need to find the right balance in ensuring that we are we are better able to leverage technology to create the value that we are looking at. Again, creating value from customer insights is another area that technology has come to support CX. You can do so much with little. In in the past, where taking um, customer insight, you would need a human being to necessarily contact so many customers. Technology makes it easy. It makes it easy to contact so many customers with less, such that the human beings who would have gone out there to source for the information, for the insight, can then have time for other things. So when it comes to leveraging technology for CX, this is a bit that I can share. All right. Thank you very much. So listeners, just as she said, technology is important, but we need to have the right balance. Adjoa, looking to the future, what do you think the biggest trends in customer experience will be? Um, the biggest the biggest trends. Hmm. So the use of the metaverse is something that I've been reading I've been reading about lately. The the use of the metaverse in creating or giving the customer a peek into what consuming the product would be like. It's an area that I think would become a reality or probably in even some parts of the world has even started becoming a reality. So then it gives customers a taste of what the company can give before they can actually purchase. And then also partnering brands coming together to share data is an area that even in Ghana, I see becoming a reality. If you look at the banks and the telcos, they are bloodlines. I attended um, a conference last year, September, on connected banking. And it, it was it was amazing the the bloodlines that were coming out of these two um, industries. And really, if you look at Momo and you look at banking, there's there's some shared data in there where um, cast, um, bank, the, the, the banking industry needs data from the telcos and the telcos also need data from the banking industries to be able to give the right experiences to their customers because they, they, they talk to each other. So why separate your data when you can actually create a hub and share the data and give the customers the right 
experiences that will create value for both industries. So for me, it's about um, the trends I'm seeing coming in is about the use of the metaverse to recreate um, customer journeys or to recreate products even before the customers are able to consume them. So to have a taste of what they are buying into and then also um, brands coming together to share data to give innovative, connected experiences that will create value for both the industries that are sharing the data and the customer as a whole. Wow, thank you so much. So so, so a follow-up to that. So how then can, or what will be your advice to businesses? How can they put their houses in order? How can they prepare for some of these things? Okay, so I would, I would say um, businesses should, should be abreast with the trends. There's now with technology, the world has become a global village. There's so much change going on. And it's important that organizations are abreast with the trends. They do a lot of research so that they don't become stale. And also being ahead of the competition. So much is changing so fast that if care is not taken, a business can be left behind. So research is important to stay ahead of the competition. And also thinking outside in, looking at what is going on out there and seeing how it aligns with your, your, your vision and, and your values and what you, what you are out there for. If it means tweaking something, rebranding, partnering with another industry to, to make it happen, you do so because a lot, again, is changing. And also being courageous to try new things. It may fail at the first instance, but that shouldn't deter businesses from trying again. So being courageous to try new things and most importantly, investing in technology because that is the way to go now. All right. Thank you so much. Um, Adra, we are just about signing off. What will be your last words or advice to my listeners? So I'll say that Customer experience is a new battleground. It's all about your customer. And you need, you need to have the necessary ammunitions to fight on this battleground. Otherwise, your, your, your business will die. Your customer is the lifeline to your business. So if you don't prepare yourself to take over, another business will take over. CX is the way to go. So businesses should set up and look at how they can focus on CX to make their customers happy. A happy customer impacts on a happy, makes, makes a happy employee and a happy employee also makes a happy customer. At the end of the day, the institution generates value and the customer also creates value. Thank you so much, Adwa Asari Asamoah, Lead Consultant of CX Hatchery and Associates Limited. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us, for sharing your rich experience with us, with us, and we wish you the very best. Thank you for having me, Kofi. It was a pleasure. So this has been another exciting episode of the Entrepreneur Speaks podcast. I'll come your way next time with another exciting episode. I remain your host, Kofi Animedu. As always, do take good care of yourself 
and let's continue to keep hope alive. Cheers. Please be sure to subscribe to the Entrepreneur Speaks podcast on all your favorite podcast channels. And if you have any questions or feedback, feel free to reach out to us on social media or in the comments section below.